Welcome to The Painted Garden with Kimberly Trowbridge. This is a podcast about color theory and the creative life. Hello, sentient beings. It has been a while since I've spoken to you. I took a month off in order to regroup and to kind of reboot um, and to feel the real vibrations of the revolution that is occurring right now on the globe, but specifically within our American society and taking a deep, full look at the disparities and racism and beliefs that most of us would never get behind and yet have set up life and culture in such a way that silently ignores it and accepts it. And so we are all being called upon to really wake up to what we value and to make sure that our actions are expressing those values at every step of the way. We have an enormous amount of work to do together, but it is the real work. It is the real work of our hearts and our minds and our spirits. I believe in building a world where all living beings are treated as sacred, bearers of messages directly from the eternal life source. I believe that we need each other, that our human family needs to grow a garden together, to take care of ourselves and each other, to replant our paradise. And isn't that part of the cycle? The disappearing into ignorance and complacency, and then the arrival of spring, the awakening, the seeing each other in our naked, joyous forms, celebrating all life on earth and recognizing each form, expression, color, and vibrancy as part of the eternal life cycle. So, in this period of stepping inward, stepping back, listening to the important voices of the revolution to help guide us. I've had to find my own way through my own questions, doubts, and struggles. As an artist, of course, finding my way back through the work, building it up from the roots and the soil and the first leafings growing my practice back out so that its arms can reach like a broad and tall sunflower that is part of and celebrating this experience on earth. 
I want to start with a story, perhaps a kind of anecdote. It's titled The Peony Theater, and it takes place in my backyard during the month of May and into June, where we are now. My peony bulbs are planted alongside my backyard fence, fence which runs north to south, my peonies being on the west side. From about noon onwards, then, gets a wonderful hit of afternoon sun all the way through sundown. This peony theater rises up against the backdrop of the fence, partially covered by golden hops. Below the peonies are bluish, soft lamb's ears, and to the side, a cluster of tall-growing deep green daisies. The peonies rise, and their bulbs start to form. And as they open, a kind of theatrical scene occurs, a fragrance and a vibration, and a clear opening. It's an opening you cannot miss. It is an opening that lasts for days and weeks and requires joyous, loving attention. When facing the Peony Theater, the bulbs and the blooms on the left-hand side are a deep, dark magenta. And next to them on the right-hand side are pale, pale pink and white, huge blooms bobbing their heads. And so from the deep, rich green of the daisies stems over to the yellow green of the golden hops, the orange of the fence, the magenta deep bulbs on the left over to the pale pink peony heads on the right, below the soft lamb's ears, a bluish, almost turquoise tone. And behind those pale pink heads on the right-hand side hangs an oval mirror on the fence. And so these plush peony heads are duplicated within the mirror, and it's as though those particular blooms in that area, that space, that get reflected, are looking at themselves, recognizing their own beauty, and taking on the desire of the beautiful, which is to replicate beauty. So this peony scene is a constellation of gorgeous, soft, living, vibrant heads, blossoms. This is the biggest year yet 
It's like a firework show of blooms. A couple weeks ago, I went outside. It was morning, and I had decided it was time to take in the peonies. It was time that the large painting in my studio had come to the fourth panel that highlights this peony theater and the oval mirror. And so it was time for me to, in a sense, gain information, to collect data that I my panels are kind of movable, and so I can adapt my process to highlight the corner of my yard that is providing the exciting protagonists in a way that when they're ready, when that theater opens, um, that I can direct my attention there and focus on that part of the larger panel. And so it was peony time. And this is something I look forward to uh, all year round. It was a overcast morning, beautiful, calm, cool light. I set up at my garden table with my crayons that I've been using to draw for my plants. And I was frustrated. I got angry at my peonies. Too many blossoms. Not arranged right. Drooping and bobbing sloppily around. Not a composition that would be appropriate for my canvas. I got angry at the peonies. I ended up realizing my ridiculousness and at the same time kind of watching my body problem solve and recalibrate. I got some wooden stakes out of the woodshed and a hammer and I built a little tier behind the peonies in the yard, hammering the stakes into the ground um, to start to create something to attach their heads that were getting so heavy and droopy and a way to then attach twine to each stem that held a large blossom and to kind of pull their necks up gently and attach it to those stakes. And so I became a kind of puppet master of the peony theater, uh, taking a lot of time arranging each one in their most optimal uh, position in relation to each other, where each blossom had a kind of space around her uh, to let her radiance and her fragrance kind of breathe and a way of sensing each other. Uh, so this puppet mastery theater really was about being kind of sensitive to their environment. And 
I ended up taking a video of some of this puppetry, and you can actually see that on my most recent blog post if you want to check that out. This theater went well into the afternoon, and the sun uh, was starting to come out of the clouds, and it became a really warm day. And in that kind of radiance and that warmth, the peony really... Starts breathing, and you can even kind of sense their opening, and the warmth makes the fragrance a little stronger, and it gets carried by a little waft of wind. And you really just feel them very erotic and very sensual, creating this space, um, opening towards the warmth of the sun. And so when I came back out into the yard after I had arranged the heads, they started breathing in this warm sunlight and really taking on their new positions that I had arranged for them, Uh, whereas before it felt a little affected or uh, too arranged or uh, not quite right yet. And yet, there they were opening and breathing in front of me and occupying and adapting to their new space around each other and just blossoming forth within that. And oh, the joy that I felt in seeing them and knowing, of course, they were showing me their most beautiful selves, a constellation so perfect a composition so eternal uh, that I could find infinite pleasure in looking and researching and enjoying their positions. So (laughs) I got angry at the peonies. And this reminds me of... This Louise Gluck poem that I'm just going to paraphrase, it's short, um, and in under the title in italics, um, I think in parentheses, it says, after Pushkin. And so, in a way, it's almost like a translation of a wonderful literary Russian thought that is this beautiful, deep awareness of how the internal and external structures that we experience are so intertwined and reflect one another. And the poem is something like, uh, I think it's a lover uh, going towards his beloved, um, and it's a full moonlight and glimmering and a heart is full and uh, just pregnant and ripe with life and beauty. And then the second stanza is the lover returning, having seen and been rejected by the beloved, that the pathway home now, the moonlight is eerie and pale and sickly and uh, terrifying and lonely and awful. Something like that. So that the lens that we are feeling and sensing through is the lens with which we build reality. 
And we are so part of this natural world at our cellular animal sensing level that this universe is a perfect reflection of ourselves. And that seeing deeply into that mirror, that perfect replication of our insides and outsides is an opening, is the revolution. Oh, and two more things about the Peony Theater. One, early on when the buds had just started to open, I noticed a tiny little bee inside one of the big blossoms. And the bee wasn't moving. I was kind of, I was sniffing the wonderful flower and saw the bee and kind of shook the petal a little. Then he kind of moved around drowsily a little and then laid back down in the petal. And it delighted me. It made me think of this bee as a satiated nude in a Fragonard painting, just over the top tossing around in soft, silken, pink linens. And the other thing you need to know about the peonies is now it is mid-June, and so their petals and heads and blossoms have gotten so big that they've been, in a way, vomiting their petals onto the ground. It's like, I call it princess vomit, and it's really quite lovely. And a moment that is of infinite satisfaction to me are these dropped pink petals lying on top of the soft blue-green lamb's ears. This texture, this softness, like the most perfect bed. And that some of the heads of the entire blossoms have gotten so heavy that they now too are resting upon this bed of lamb's ears. In particular, the color of the light, pale, minty, kind of grayish turquoise lamb's ear holding these pale, almost cold pink blossoms, petals in the entire head. Just a perfect combination of color, form, and texture. So this is me easing back into the painted garden with you, sharing just a few of the thoughts that have been on my heart and my mind. So much more I'm looking forward to sharing with you. I want to thank you, my listeners, those of you that have reached out to me in the past month or so, sending me a message or leaving me a review just to let me know that you are listening and that this space and this voice has meaning for you. You are the reason I am sitting here again in front of this microphone, searching for my voice with you.